From the creators of Wagertainment. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you bets. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every Every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Yes, indeed it is. You Better You Bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley. It's great to be here with you on the BetQL Network. Every game here, Game 7, no hot take BS on this show. We bring you the B, the bets, and the S, the sports. Coming to you live today from the Odyssey app, from the BetQL app, simulcast by our friends at Stadium, coming up. From 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Looking forward to that. We are on YouTube. YouTube.com backslash Odyssey Sports. Twitch. Twitch.tv backslash PetQL. Shout out to everyone watching the show right now on YouTube and Twitch. And heard on radio stations nationwide. Including our friends on Satellite Radio. Sirius Channel 160. And XM Channel 205. As Ken and I bring you the wagertainment. We're talking all things sports betting. Proudly presented today and always. By the king of sportsbooks. The great people over at BetMGM. Download that BetMGM app, and visit that website, BetMGM.com, and do so on an M3. Three words that all start with the letter M, Magnificent Football Monday, December 11th in the year of our Lord, 2023, a.k.a. two weeks from Christmas. You know how we'll be celebrating Christmas, of course, with the Raiders and the Chiefs, the Giants and the Eagles, and the Ravens and the 49ers. Which game's better now? Honestly, ah, uh, great question, great question. Uh the the night game is pretty because you know what? Because that's what I want on Christmas night. Instead of you celebrating, you know, having a great day with your family, nice relaxing day, like around the fireplace. If anyone's got one, but I don't have one. But just like that's the idyllic setting, right? Around the fireplace, everyone gathered around with their presents and their pajamas. And you know, we'll be doing sweating NFL most valuable player and sweating bets with the Ravens and the 49ers. Also, Merry Christmas, Giants fans, all, all my family and friends here. You get to go to Philadelphia on Christmas. That's great. Oh, maybe the Giants can win that game. But Christmas, two weeks from today which is pretty awesome the show is on twitter at you better you bet i'm on twitter and the gram at the costos and ken barkley your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper well he's tripping he's on x at Lockie lockerson and on this magnificent football monday we will bring you as per usual one wonderful guest and that is our good friend the whale capper drew dinsick betting analyst for our friends at nbc sports co-host of the deep dive podcast whale will give us his bets for tonight's monday night football doubleheader early thoughts on week 15 in the nfl and maybe some nba as well with drew dinsick the whale capper he will join us coming up in our number three plus our handicap at Week 15 in the National Football League will start today. Of course, we'll review what we saw the weekend that was in the National Football League Week 14, but we will turn our attention to the entire slate coming up. Absolutely can't wait for it. Give you our early analysis, give you our early thoughts, give you any early bets that we've got, including an epic quarterback matchup on Thursday Night Football with Easton Stick and Aiden O'Connell. 
Oh, baby. And uh, we'll also talk some pretty good ones over the course of the rest of the weekend, including Dak Prescott and the Cowboys against Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Bills futures hashtag let's ride. A lot riding on that game coming up Sunday in Western New York. We'll get to all of it over the course of the show today. Power Hour, final hour. We'll feature all our bets for tonight. Bets of Steel, abbreviated slate tonight in the National Hockey League. Tyler Morales is back with us a couple days after his 29th birthday. Very happy birthday to our pal Tyler Morales. And he will hope to celebrate by winning a lot of bets on the infuriating sport of college basketball. Give us some college basketball bets later in the power hour. And uh, after the in-season tournament final on Saturday with the Lakers taking down the Pacers, the league off yesterday, no games on Sunday in the association. River turns with a bang coming up tonight. Bunch of games in the NBA. We'll give you our uh, best of the best side total and props in the NBA. And of course, our bets for tonight's Monday Night Football doubleheader. The two games will start concurrently, 8.15 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, In Miami with the Dolphins and the Titans and in my neck of the woods here just across the bridge in New Jersey with the New York football Giants hosting Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. We are locked and loaded here. Magnificent Football Monday after a very sweaty Sunday in in many different ways. Ken Barkley, how's it going? Well, not not because of the weather. It was really cold. I guess on Saturday it was a little it was rainy, so it wasn't sweaty. It was you were just drenched with a lot of water. Uh, I think we both came into the show. Excuse me today with kind of feel in the same way, but for two different reasons, because of the, the different things that we're interested in. So you're, you, you came on and you're just like, man, like there's just, there's like too much going on right now. You've got all your fantasy teams and you, you, your DFS lineup, which was like, I was actually thinking about you when I was watching Desmond Ritter. How, how did that lineup do, by the way? Like, did the Bijan touchdown actually end up, because he had like a big stat line versus some of the other quarterbacks that I have to imagine that lineup probably did pretty well. I I won in DFS, but like I did not win big. I I won like fifty bucks with my lineups yesterday. But okay. so like it, I feel like it could, have, Bichon, it could have been if the Bijan yeah. touchdown happened. Was it like a big deal or no? No, I mean I I would have won. I, I don't know how much I would have won. I wouldn't have won like ten thousand dollars or anything like that. I was still like I had Devonte was in that lineup, so like that ultimately okay. sunk it. Like I was I was never gonna win a, a big prize, but like that would have helped. The Ritter, the Ken's referring to the the Ritter missed to Bijan early in the game. Yeah, I had both of them with Drake London. I also had Mike Evans in the lineup. He did nothing. So like I would That's have true. won more than I did, but I would I was not like in line to win a ton of money yesterday. It was funny. I, as I was watching that game, I had like, very little action, just like some Tampa teaser legs that I regretted on Sunday morning and then was like, no, wait, actually, I'm good. That was uh, great. That's yeah, right. Yeah, actually, actually, actually should have put in way more, as it turns out. I was as as Ritter was playing that game, of course, the rushing touchdown. I was like, man, like Ritter's kind of killing it, right? Like, I wonder how Nick's lineup is doing. But you you came on before the show and you're like, man, there's just it's just really all happening right now. Like there's just not too much stuff, but just a lot of stuff. I Makes mean, it one of the most fun times of the year, especially doing what we do. Uh, there's so many sports going on at the same time, the intersection of uh, sports and pop culture, but also all of these like markets that I bet into your fantasy teams and your betting kind of kind of like coming together at the end of a season. Yeah. Like I, for all your stuff, I know you probably feel like there's just a lot. And for me, the same thing. I just, spent all morning just like ripping bets on 75 different mark i mean just there's the scene in people haven't seen the bear some people but in one of the episodes in season one toward the end they they open for takeout and the entire episode there are slips receipts just streaming out of this you know uh like ticket taker basically it's a small printer in the uh in the kitchen because they've opened for takeout for the first day they just can't handle all the orders it's just remember like the printer noise burr, 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 burr. they just keep printing out keep printing that was like live look at my office this morning just the same thing i mean just 
slip after slip after slip at what markets i don't know all of them like all of them at the same time because it's we're really we're getting down to it in the nfl we're getting down to it uh in the nba and in the nhl have a lot of clarity now on how things might go the rest of the season and markets are in some cases adjusting in some cases not adjusting enough uh just like that time of year and it's going to be crazy for a little this is the stretch where things are where you, you can make some really good bets too but where things are pretty crazy i think you had a similar experience but with kind of like fantasy and DFS woven into that as well. Yeah, and just and I, I think probably like people that if you consume the show, like you bet on sports, I'm sure. And like to be to be fair, I get notes from people a lot now, like, hey, like I don't really bet on sports, but like I really like the show. It's entertaining. I like your guys spin on things the way you talk about games. But I think for the most part, you've got some kind of interest with betting, some type of interest in fantasy. Like I'm sure like you people do both of those things. And when you do it like I do it, which is I have prop bets in every game. I bet sides and totals in a lot of games. Um, I, I am getting more into DFS now, probably more of a function that I've won recently than anything else. Um, and I do a ton of season-long leagues and dynasty leagues where when you get to this time of year and... It's the end of the fantasy season, and in some cases, I'm in some leagues where the commissioners are psychotic enough to have the playoffs start in week 14 where players are on by, which is, like, insane, but whatever. Um, it Like, the 4 o'clock slate yesterday, I've got Debo in a couple leagues, and he's slamming it for me in those leagues. Like, every single play the Niners run is basically, here's Debo Samuel, and then he runs, like, 50 yards, and does he score a touchdown or not? And then the one instance where he's tackled at the one, and I'm like, thank God. And then first and goal, they hand him the ball on an end around, and he scores a touchdown. It's just like, it's unbelievable. So, one one league where, like, okay, this is great for me, and then it sinks me in a couple others. And then all the prop bets. Like, I have Kelsey's receiving yards over, and I'm rooting against him, kind of also, like, can he go? Go over by like half a yard to win my bet and have that be the end of it. And that's it. So I can try to win everything. And when it's all done, it's like you stand there in the wreckage and try to make sense of what's happened. Like, how have I done? Yeah. How am I set up now for the future? And just for tonight, you know, we have the Monday Night Football doubleheader. And just from, and we'll give out all our bets coming up. And I, 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 I have some bets that I really like for tonight, both side total and props, but I could speak from just a fantasy perspective, and I haven't done my DFS lineups yet. We have an, over an hour after the show ends that I'll, that I'll do some of that stuff today, where I think I have five fantasy matchups, five phenomenal guests, five fantasy matchups coming down to it tonight, all on the razor's edge. And in all of them, I need things not to happen. Like I need Tyreek Hill to not go nuclear. It's Good like betting luck. an under. It's, right, you're, just, you're rooting I, for nothing. <laughs> but it's like I'm, I'm. But it's like I bet the under on like the best players who are most likely to succeed. Right. Like I need a chance to not have a huge game. I need Saquon to. He's the one guy I'm rooting for because of like a convoluted matchup in one of the leagues I'm in. So it's a. I need two to not go nuclear tonight. It's like I need Raheem Mostert to basically score every touchdown for the Dolphins tonight, and then like it, it's this will be a good night for me. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of that's where I'm at right now, and uh, we can get at some of the bets from yesterday. Overall, like pretty good day. Yeah, uh, well, I had a I lot of stuff say, that we really liked. Yeah, I was just gonna say the but the thing about what we both said there to open, and I, as you're explaining it, I know this is definitely true for you now too. It's like the the better you are, not the better you are at this stuff, but like as things keep going well. 
it actually gets more and more and more stress. Like your reward for doing well is an insane amount of anxiety in both of our like walks of life. So like your reward for being a really good fantasy player and like building these teams and having really high scores and winning lots of fantasy matchups is actually just an incredible stew of anxiety and stress. Like following these matchups, like that's your reward. Like, wow, I did so well. What do I win? Well, let me tell you how tonight's going to be as you're rooting for Tyreek Hill to not do anything. It's it's crazy. Sounds like a blast. Sounds awesome. And then like, like you know, it, it literally I'm, will determine like do i win yes. like thousands and thousands of dollars or do, yes. or, or, or do i win nothing right like that's, and it's that's obviously it like you would you would pick the anxiety and the stress over nothing because nothing would mean that you'd lost your bet that you didn't do well that you lost your money whatever like i'm I watched the Cowboys Eagles game like on like I, I was going to watch the second half in bed and my wife's like, do you want to like watch the second half in bed and like start, you know, maybe go to sleep afterwards? I go, I'm not even close to tired, right? Like I'm just not even in that mindset because it's halftime and I'm just like, look, I like there's this is an important game and the game ends up. I watched the entire game like downstairs and the game ends and they win and Dak plays like pretty well. And again, the most of honestly, the most important thing last night was that they had to win the game and they won the game and the stats be damned. Like he can have great stats in another game. Had and to hurt stunk and hurt. Stunk. And hurts was bad. And like, and I, I'm just staring at the market and this is, you know, like a month ago, I shared the video, honestly, like just really to pat myself on the back. I was in a pat myself on the back mood a couple hours ago. And just like, it was a month ago that we were like, this is the setup. They're going to win these games. They're going to host Philly. It's a coin flip. They could win. Look at what could happen at big prices. Look at look at what could happen if they win the game and they win the game. And that's like the end of the month long kind of thread that we were going for. And so it's like, oh, well, like you you called it perfect. You nailed it. You got everything you wanted. Like, are you happy? And it's like, well, yeah, like the bets have aged really well. But it's like now there's even more work. Oh, yeah. And now there's even more <laughs> stress. And now there's even more anxiety. Because I have to like literally spend like a wait for Tyreek to play tonight. And I have to spend three days figuring out how many thousands of dollars I have to bet on Brock Purdy to win most valuable player. And if I want to do that and like, do I want to do that? And that's like a it's gut wrenching, like it just decision making time. Like, here's your reward for nailing this tons of anxiety and stress and also potentially a lot of money at the end. But like the work, like more like, oh, you worked really hard. Now it's like actually more work now that you're in this position, because like you got to figure out how to maximize the amount of money that you can make out of it, similar to how you're doing your lineups and you're figuring out how to get the most out of your fantasy teams at this point in the season. It's uh, it's really like the stew of anxiety. Maybe is that what we used to call it, like the pit of misery, but we're like, we're not in the misery. yet. The, no, pit of we're misery not is like at the point we're lose. not in. We're definitely not. So in what the is of this? We're in this is like the, some other the stew room. of anxiety, <laughs> right? Yeah, we're in the kitchen. It's having the stew of we're anxiety. Like, it's 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 the stew of anxiety. Where I, yeah. and now like thanks thanks to like thanks to you, you big jerk, and like the influence of the show. I I I definitely not as much as you do, but I I got I got a good amount of money in these award markets. I'm like yeah, I, absolutely. Coach of the this year right. is just like win lose i mean you're you feel like the coaches where it's like yeah my so, livelihood literally depends on whether this field goal goes in or not just like these guys <laughs> just like now these look guys. now now look now thank god like we don't get fired from like this job yes. if, if the field goal misses like thank god that that's right. so it's like we're, we're good but like uh yeah like so packers giants tonight like i i am a giants fan i bet the giants to cover the spread also like i'd really love the packers to win packers have to win like they need they them to, to win, win. How win. about, but and, and like, just, I, just to close for me, I would like to win Matt LaFleur, yes. coach of the year. That would how be about really the win totals? Sean Payton. 
Oh my God! And and to make the playoff, yes, yes, good. Yes, what I'm talking about. There's too much. Yes, there's too much. And having all all of that being said, I was like telling my wife this before because she's like, "Man, you seem like you have so much stuff." I just go. But it's just the freaking best. Like it's the it's like in really June. Great. I'm gonna be like yeah. in June. I'm gonna be dying to be back here again. Dying to be back here again. You know what? I like, you know it's it's so funny you say that because I never feel like that during the season. I'm just like man, like this is like it's a lot. And then like you're right, man. Like we the week 14 and on. It is the best. It is the best. We'll do more on this coming up next. Nick and Ken just got just getting started on a Monday here. You better. You bet. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Mike Tirico with the call last night. NBC is the Cowboys blow out the Eagles. 33-13. to 13. <laughs> Nice affiliate to show up for the second week in a row. Absolutely nuked last night by the Cowboys. Uh, we will get to Dallas's game coming up this week against Buffalo. We'll weave conversations about NFL Most Valuable Player in as well. Um, so much to do here on this magnificent football Monday. The whale capper Drew Densick will join us. We'll begin our handicap week 15. All our bets for tonight coming up in the final hour, power hour of the show. But Ken, let's. Uh, I love the conversation about the stew of anxiety in the opening segment. And that's something that I think all our listeners and viewers can kind of relate to, right? And you were saying that you thought maybe your memory was November was the most anxious month because, you know, the NBA and NHL markets are, the seasons are coming into focus a little bit and you might be able to pick off prices, et cetera, million games going on. I'm always, just for me, the way like the way that I like to play and the way I like to bet, um, it's always like this stretch for me, that the last like four or five weeks of the NFL regular season is like everything's happening. You're a big Calvin and Hobbes fan. I am too. It's like the famous Bill Waterson, Calvin and Hobbes strip where Calvin is... You know, I'm concocting the scenario in his head where a train has come off the tracks and is careening towards a house. At the same time, a plane is about to crash into the house while an old man in the house is about to light the stove and like the gas and like the gas thing is broken and there's about to be a massive explosion. And that's like Calvin's imagination. And it feels like that's where we're at right now. Now, hopefully things don't go up in flames and it's all really good. But I think like the stew of anxiety, Ken, I, I don't even think it's we're not even like what stage of, of, of the meal are we right now? We're way at the beginning of the meal right now, right? It hasn't. We're not even close to yeah. this, this some bitch getting served yet. I get. I guess. Yeah. I guess you're right. Just because like four games left. Well, five. Teams, some teams playing tonight, but like f- still like a full quarter of the NFL season still to go. And that's if it's like, well, what's the main source of your anxiety? Be like, well, well, I'll mention because like I can list things that other people don't have. And maybe that's helpful, but it's probably not. But all those things that everybody who listens to the show probably has in some form now. Like a lot of you probably bet Dak to win MVP. And a lot of you probably bet the Bills to do stuff after going into last week's games. And as these games start to, oh, by the way, those teams play each other this weekend. What, what, what a stew that's going to be. And, and we knew that going in, obviously. But just, okay, like as these prices start to get a lot, like let's say, let's just say like the Bills win the game. But then the then the Cowboys beat the Dolphins and they beat the Commanders and they beat the Lions and they win their other games. Like it just as these games start to tick off, like yeah, that's the really fun part. Like you're in really good, but it's when you bet these season long markets, it's just agonizingly slow. The draw out here is just agonizingly slow week to week. You spend the whole week almost uh, if you're still alive in a survivor pool. What the circle one's got like 15 people left going for eight million dollars. Imagine how much of your week you spend thinking about who you're going to pick. 
you know, that week, if you're still alive in that content, I mean, life, that's a life changing money. That's not even the stuff that we're talking about. And some of these, a lot of these markets, there's a couple that are pretty interesting. Um, so just, I think people can relate to that. Like if you're holding DAC, yeah, like this is awesome. We got exactly what we wanted. Like, yes. And also, are we any closer to him winning? <laughs> like, are we really that close? Four games left. They play the Bills. They're a dog in the game. They play Miami, play Detroit. Brock Purdy's a 78-point favorite in every game that the team plays. Uh, there's not nearly as much negative attention on him as I thought. That, so you're you're in a, in, a, in a certain extent, you've come a long way, but also you have so much longer to go. <laughs> and so it's just, and everybody I think can relate to being right in the middle of that. And it's that for me at least, it's like that times a hundred because it's all the NBA award markets are starting to really get pounded into shape and like, you know, moving kind of how they're. I would say how they're supposed to be moving. We finally have some of that going on. MVP is actually getting very interesting, which we could talk about like later in the show, maybe uh, hockey, same kind of a thing. Like we have, we have the potential in that sport for incredibly big long shots to be live in some of the very big award markets that they're going to hand out uh, at the end of the Stanley cup final and a couple weeks later. So yeah, it's just all converging. And that's, so for me, like when I wake up in the morning, it's just, I love work. It's my favorite thing to work on all this stuff. And I like to think I'm really good at it at the same time. Yeah. Like you're driven by just this, like you feel it in your, in your gut the all day when you're working on, like just you're in, like we're in it. And you know, on, on a very small scale, if you have deck MVP, like you're in it and you got to kind of figure out, are you holding on for dear life? Are you trying to get out of it? Are you confident? Like, what do you want to do this week? And uh, sort of like the people in the survivor pool, you just spend a lot of time thinking about that stuff. Yeah, it's, it's and it's kind of like up to the individual, right? Everyone's got their own yeah. stew of anxiety. Everyone's got their own pit of misery. Everyone's got that own their the, the feeling in their gut. And how are you going to react? And what are you going to do? It's all it's all very fascinating. It really it's it's the best time of the year. Um, before we start our handicap of Week 15 in the NFL, which will feature kind of like we'll weave in our thoughts from the weekend that was in the National Football League. Uh, anything from the old from the old betting experience yesterday? Just like the individual game stuff can. Stand out to you. Maybe it was hashtag our Broncos. Maybe it was well, yeah. our Saints. Oh, I put that yeah. bet in early, and I'm happy I did with how bad Bryce Young was in the game. Uh, <laughs> I love that so you just let, let, I mean, I literally bet it on, like, Tuesday. Like, I, I know. Like five and, a and half I'm like, well, Saints. I'm going to wait. You're like, <laughs> so, oh, I should have waited. You're like, I should have waited. I bet you weren't feeling that way at 4 o'clock Eastern time. Yeah, it's, uh, and I was, I'm sitting there with nothing on the game. Uh, it's just really fun. I mean, and just like Derek, just like Derek Carr in general, just uh, like you bet you bet the unders on an injured quarterback and he sucks so bad. Anyway, you hit some of them. Uh, so anyway, just yeah, like uh, the Broncos were the most satisfying. And there's no question about that. Underdog money line parlay, like two out of three. The Jets win and the Colts just get absolutely railroaded in the second half of the game that they play, like got all the way back by halftime and you're like feeling pretty good going into this like man like they kind of maybe they took jake maybe they took jake browning's best shot and uh what a crazy sentence to say and they didn't and they uh they played very poorly in the second half of the game but like jets win broncos win yeah they're like a couple other things the funny thing is the teasers they all got like all the markets moved enough by sunday that i didn't bet anymore like we bet during the week and we so we bet like some teaser legs. We bet Tampa, we bet Buffalo, bet Denver. Um, I did one with the Ravens, and I don't even really know why. 
And so I didn't even know I had it when the game was. I wish I knew I had it. I would have been a lot happier as I was watching the game. And watching so the punt I put in some of this stuff during the week. Going, yeah, you would have been going nuts. You would be going nuts watching the punt return in, in overtime. I think I did. I think I was trying to put Tampa with a bunch of stuff when I thought it was going to go away on like Wednesday. And I was like, well, I need more legs to put it with that just like makes sense. Like, what do I want to do? And so, but anyway, so it's. But on Sunday, like, had the opportunity to put in a lot more money into teasers, and the markets just kind of shifted in a way where like those. It seemed like those avenues all got cut off. The favorites get that out to three just like the numbers didn't make a lot of sense to you the teaser wasn't the tool to use from your toolbox on sunday because of how the markets have been shaped but man if you just went in anyway and you were like no i still like these like i don't care what the number is i still like these i mean they all came in they all came like the only the only thing that didn't come in was indianapolis but that was three on game day obviously so like kind of a different conversation tampa still came in denver still came in buffalo still came in baltimore came in on a, a backup punt returner touchdown in overtime i mean just like one of like the great plays of the season just it was really it was a fun day i don't know if it was the day where i had the most action but as things come down to the wire and we'll do the games like coming up you know thursday especially saturday and sunday really like kind of like de facto almost you know like round of 32 playoff games a round of 16 playoff games where there are way too many relevant teams right now when you're trying to do all the calculations in your head of who's alive and who's not and what the prices should be and i found myself doing that a lot yesterday during those games you better you better here with nick and ken magnificent football monday we will get to our uh breakdown and handicap at week 15 in the national football league coming up in a couple moments just uh the Bills Bucks teaser leg. I think people can tell, like especially early in the <laughs> week last week. It was a th- look like I'll be honest with everybody and look like the bet one, which is really great. Like that, it like decided my week basically, and like there were other good yeah. things that happened, but that was like a big part of yesterday being a good day. Um, props just about like hit a couple like loser in the yardage markets. We had a, a bunch of injuries, which really sucked. Like just like Justin Herbert goes out. Keenan Allen's never going to win at that point. Justin Jefferson gets hurt early in the game. Like that's obviously completely toast, but four long shot. Anytime touchdowns was really nice. We really liked that, but Bill Bill's bucks was, was outstanding. And I could just say, um, and I'm curious how people bet the game. I know Ken, that you had money line, which is great. So like you were never in danger of losing this bet. I mean, I guess like at points, the Jaguars could have beaten right. the Browns just like, it always felt, especially like once Hopkins kicks that 55-yarder, they go up 31-21 at the end of the what game. What was that like, about? Okay, uh, was that about seven o'clock Eastern time? Is that when that field goal went? <laughs> the game, the <laughs> game, the game, game went on like... forever, 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 for actually um, forever. So you've got money line, right? I had some money line. I also laid. I think it was a two. It was either two or two and a half. In any event, uh, so the Browns kicked the field goal. It's just like I don't. Maybe Trevor Lawrence is Wolverine. Maybe if you cut him open, tor- like painkillers would come out, not blood. It would just be like, here's li- liquid Torazol would come, liquid, out of his, right? come out of his yep. veins, right? Uh, give him a lot of credit, man. That's a tough SOB, man. Tough son of a bitch, man, for the way that he played in that game yesterday. Leads them down the field to score. And then, like, I, I mean, really, like, Doug Peterson, I, I understand why he did it. Some people are like, why would he do that? So why why do you why do you think that he did that? Like if if they recover the onside kick and like the rare instance where that happens, now a field goal wins the game. That's why he did it. Thank God they didn't get it for the people that laid two and a half with with the Browns because you lose otherwise sure. you lose. Yeah. So I was I was hoping that the Browns defense would get home for us. So that so that was pretty good. Um, and I guess like you know the other big thing from yesterday, and we'll do it I'm sure when we talk about the Bills. Uh, the Bills Cowboys game. We talked about the Chiefs game. How about your guy, Patty Mahomes, 
just with oh, like boy. a full a full diaper minutes. after the game. Just yeah. just just whining and crying and Andy Reid whining and crying. How how about that from the the best player in the world? No one no one is ever going to he's the best. Also like that's pretty rich coming from Patrick Mahomes. We can we don't have to do a lot on it now if you don't want to we can do it when we talk about the, the game coming up the Chiefs Patriots game maybe a get right spot for the Chiefs but I mean man that was I, I actually, like, can't believe that that happens. Not that, like, that the, the flag was thrown. Kadarius Tony was 10 yards offside. But really, like, the Chiefs are going to, like, complain and kvetch and moan the way that they did. Seemed like a little out of character to, for, uh, for me, at least, Ken, yesterday, watching the end of that game, Buffalo and KC. I mean, the game ends and, like, sports, sports radio station producers everywhere rejoice. I mean, it's like a rich sports radio topic for the entire day, basically. Because it's, you know, the question's like, is everybody turning on the Chiefs as like it, like even the people that ha- like the people that haven't turned on them already for winning so much? Is everybody just kind of done with this? Like gr- like great, keep winning. Also, this happened to Brady at some point too. It happened to LeBron like at certain points in his career. We're just like yeah, we're just good, man. And like you don't help yourself obviously by behaving the way that you behave. And I I do feel like we kind of got there yesterday, which was pretty great. Just the amount of people that were just like, dude, like shut up. Like just and like the the fact just, I mean, there's actually a lot of parts to it. Like being restrained from going after like a 58 year old line judge. It's just like the whole thing. Just like, dude, this dude's like a mailman half the year, and he's like trying to spot the ball, and you're like threatening to murder him. It's just like, like what, what is this? Like, what is this supposed to be? And uh, like have, have a little self control. Yeah, like 900 million dollars. This guy makes 82 cents an hour. So it just it was, yeah, the whole thing was just like. Yeah, like off-putting, also like absurd. And but the funny thing is, it's also it's like understandable in a way. They've won so much, like so much, and I mean, like like to a certain extent, have been spoiled by it. So that when finally things aren't going your way, like and it's slipping it's away a little bit now, right? And he it probably is. feels it. I'm there's, sure they all. There's feel a chance it. they miss the playoffs. Like they're going to win the four games to close their four very easy opponents. But, like, they could miss the playoffs. <laughs> like, I mean, they could. For every team basically could miss the play. The Jags can definitely miss the playoffs, definitely, the way that this is going to shake out at the end. So it's almost like no team is safe. And uh, and the Chiefs don't find themselves in that situation very often. And, I, honestly, it was telling that they don't find themselves in that situation very often because of how you react when you're in a, a situation you're not in very much. So, yeah, obviously it was, like, very compelling television. You're watching the closing minutes of the game. Nance and Romo and Mahomes and the, uh, him and Allen talking at midfield. And everyone's like, and everyone loves Josh Allen. So when it's those two and Mahomes is complaining, yeah, right? it only adds to the criticism because everyone loves the other guy so much. He's hugging Russell Wilson at midfield. Nobody cares probably, but it's Josh Allen. So it's like, like everybody feels bad for Josh Allen. Now Josh Allen wins and everybody still feels bad for him that he has to win. They has to deal with that at midfield. Yeah. Like super compelling, not a betting conversation at all, but look like, it was the most watched game yesterday, aside from Sunday Night Football. We all watched it, and it was the most interesting piece of video that happened. What do you, uh, what do you think, Josh? And for people that haven't seen the video, like I would actually encourage you to seek it out. So Mahomes and Allen like meet at midfield, and like generally, and I know the Bills beat them last year in the regular season, but this is usually like Josh Allen has just had his like soul like like pulled out of his derriere basically in these games against Kansas City in the big spot, and Mahomes goes up to him to shake his hands, and Mahomes is. Dropping F-bombs, and God bless him, I curse a lot too. And he's like, effing worst call ever, man. Can't believe they called that. And I just like, I just imagine Josh, what is Josh Allen thinking in that moment? 
like yeah. piss off dude like you lost yeah sorry yeah like what so like right. in the 13 second game josh allen's supposed to be like when they shake hands be like lucky bastard won the toss like right. you wouldn't can have you won believe otherwise. we didn't win the toss yeah can you believe this game <laughs> can you believe any of this yeah, like, yeah you know. like, i mean god i love how like sean mcdermott's the bigger baby face walking out of yesterday after the 9-11 comments last week than Andy Reid is because Andy Reid's Isn't complaining that crazy? after the game. Amazing what it, it is. It's amazing what a difference a week makes. I oh, like botched the Just... time management in that game. And it's like, oh, we're with this guy. You're with the guy who sucks at this. Oh, great. Yeah, so... <laughs> here's, here's, here's Kadarius Tony. But, oh, it's not like Kadarius Tony has ever had any boneheaded plays before. We'll start our handicap at week 15 coming up on the other side. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. All right, the whale capper Drew Densick stops by coming up in hour number three. All our bets for tonight, power hour, final hour, including the Monday Night Football doubleheader with the Dolphins and the Titans, the Packers, and the Giants. Ah, oh, but how great is this? I love Monday Monday shows here. You better, you bet. Magnificent football Mondays. Getting to handicap. The next week coming up in the NFL. Talking about all these games. Giving our initial thoughts. Injury information. Talking about the games we just watched. It's the absolute best. So let's get to it right now. We will begin our handicap of week 15 in the NFL with P squared. B squared. When an entire slate of games awaits, there's only one thing to do. Get out your pens. Get out your pencils. Get out your blood. Does this really say blood? And get out your blank. No, seriously, blank is an option. And it's not a bleeped out curse word. And so is blood, apparently. Blood is a thing? It's pen, pencil, blood, or blank on You Better You Bet. Here's Nick and Ken. All right, buddy. Let's start, as we always do, with Thursday (laughs) Night Football. It's just, I mean... What a, that's just, you know, like, to be fair, like, we thought Patriots-Steelers was going to be a horrendous game, and it actually turned out to be pretty good, so maybe, maybe this game could be pretty good. Or, or maybe it'll be absolutely dreadful. So the game coming up on Thursday night for Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet will be the Las Vegas Raiders. It's it's the AFC West. It's the Raiders and the Chargers. Uh, Raiders and the Chargers from Vegas. Uh, you know, the Raiders who lost yesterday to Minnesota. 3 nothing. Not in a hockey game or a baseball game, but a uh, 60-minute professional football game. So the Raiders shut out yesterday by, you know, the the dynamite shutdown Vikings defense. The, the purple people eaters v, v2.0. Not exactly. It's a miserable performance by Aiden O'Connell and the Raiders offense yesterday. And they find themselves three-point home favorites against the LA Chargers. Now, if you missed yesterday's action, you're probably saying to yourself, Man, Justin Herbert must be injured if this is the point spread. You're right. Fractured index finger on his throwing hand for Herbert. My guess is he's done for the year. And like, I don't know. We also thought he wouldn't play in week three last year after he like had his ribs busted up against KC. They forced his way onto the field and they got blown out by the Jaguars. Yes, it's possible he could talk himself into the lineup. But I mean, they just gave him, you know, infinity, infinity zillion dollars. I would be surprised if we saw Herbert again this season and very unlikely to play where the report's coming out from NFL insiders earlier today. And the betting market tells you Herbert's not going to play, right? So very likely to be Aiden O'Connell against Easton Stick, who uh, who relieved Herbert yesterday and had the funniest throw of the day, had Austin Eckler wide open for a touchdown and threw the ball about 150 miles per hour at his helmet from like three feet away. I, I like 
was like dying laughing watching that. I think the announce crew was as well. So Raiders with O'Connell, Chargers with Stick. Raiders a three-point favorite, Ken. And the total's <laughs> 33 and a half. And I, got, I don't know, should this total be like the Patriots-Steelers was, even, yeah. even in pristine weather conditions in the Dome? Thoughts here on the Raiders and the Chargers. Thursday night, pen, pencil, blood, or blank. Doesn't mean you can't win money on it. This is the same with Patriots Steelers, right? Just like what a stupid football game. Like what a really dumb game. And uh like a fake like a game that doesn't matter. Just it's just, I, I and in a in a very weird, like masochistic way, like can't can't wait for Thursday night. Like I don't even know what we're gonna see. Um in terms of the market for the game, yeah, I mean I like we we talk about downgrading quarterbacks all the time, going from a starter to a backup. What's that worth? Uh there are some teams Jets, although I don't know, we can have that conversation. Uh, Browns, you know, where like you, you're going back and forth and quarterbacks might have one with the Texans this week as uh, we just got a report that CJ Stroud's still in concussion pro- con- uh, protocol after he got hit in the Jets game yesterday. Like what what's the downgrade worth? What do you what do you make of the matchup with a the quarterback A versus quarterback B? I mean, this is like the, the biggest drop off you could have tied with some of the other drop offs. Like we thought Burrow to Browning was bad. Turns out Browning's OK. I don't Turns think out we're going to exit this game. When Burrow comes back, it's a downgrade. Yeah. It's, when Burrow comes <laughs> right. back, it'll be a downgrade. <laughs> I, I have a feeling we're not going to exit this game making a similar statement. <laughs> just, a, just a feel that I have. Um, and not even like, doesn't even have to be about Easton Stick. It's just like it's the Chargers offense has been pretty rough so far. Yeah, like, uh, so making a number on the game just proves uh, like a, a fun exercise, but it's a lot of guesswork involved. And the other question that I have here, like a really a macro question about this game and what the numbers should be, because we were talking a little bit about what we liked. And I think you said, like, did I bet anything? And I go, no, like I maybe the Raiders are a little more likely to win than this number. Like there are two questions that I think are interesting here. One, I one, I know the answer, but like just to make sure. And then two, eh, I don't know. So like question one is, is Aiden O'Connell do this guaranteed like of playing this entire game? Is, okay, issue this like number the... one is, is Aiden O'Connell guaranteed to play every snap of this game at quarterback for the Raiders? And issue number two, is Staley going to get fired after this game? Like, what do you make of both uh, of those? Okay, so issue number one, Jack Germond. Well, what's the Eleanor Cliff? I always forget her. Eleanor Cliff. Her, that, that always Morton makes me laugh the hardest. Of the New so, Republic. Well, yeah. Um, so here's my sense on, and I, I I think I've got the right answers to both both your questions. So the Garoppolo question, who would be the author of that book? The Garoppolo conundrum. The Garoppolo question. <laughs> the I mean, Garoppolo adult film question. star somewhere in California. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, and that 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 one hits hit, that that one's hit way too much on the nose there for Jimmy G. Um, so yesterday, and we'll talk about this when we talk about the Vikings-Bengals game, Kevin O'Connell pulls Josh Dobbs at the end of the game. Here comes Nick Mullins, who immediately hits TJ Hawkinson for 26 yards. They end right. up kicking a field goal, game. right? So, like, so great decision, my, O'Connell, too, by the way. I, yeah. Absolutely. My sense is, is that if he was going to pull Aiden O'Connell for performance, it would have been at the end of the game yesterday. Um, when Antonio Pierce took the job over, the line that he gave was, Aiden O'Connell is the starter for the rest of the year. I think that O'Connell has this job barring injury. I think that he could be really bad, and I think that he keeps the job. I don't think Garoppolo goes—I guess, like, he could have, like, a Peterman first half and throw, like, four pick sixes or whatever, and then, like, Garoppolo right, could come in. To. I think it's unlikely. Right, it's like I think a starting give up 10 home runs, right? Yeah. So I think, uh, it's, I, think it's, I think it's very unlikely. As for the second okay. question, um, will Staley get fired after the game? I would say no, 
just based on the way the Spanos family operates? I would say no. Although it is worth noting that you have, you know, a ready-made head coach, interim head coach in Kellen Moore, and you get to, like, evaluate Kellen Moore because, like, Staley ain't coming back. He ain't coming back next year. Just like, okay, if you're evaluating Staley, like, they lose yesterday. Also, like, you, you didn't really have Herbert the whole game, and now you have Easton Stick, and, like, they're gonna, they're probably gonna lose. Maybe they'll win. I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so, Ken. I, I don't think Staley right. will get fired after the game. Because <laughs> I bring it up because, like, it would never, like, it would never happen on a short week. Like, you wouldn't fire him and, like, have Kellen Moore have, like, two days to prepare everything for, like, a, you know, kind of an irrelevant game anyway. But, like, it would, it would never have happened today. So, like, okay, like, it, you know, awful loss that they had yesterday. It's almost like, did they just punt it a week? And then you have, like, a, a longer period between games where you could potentially have Kellen Moore coach. It's just, like, I, my point in asking that is just, like, if that's the vibe around the team, and we'll get, we'll do this too when we have a really funny conversation about like Rams commanders, where like the commanders come off their buy, and you'd be like, well, normally that would favor a team, like they'd be more invested in the game, more rested than their opponent. Except like, what is that coaching staff, that franchise like right now? <laughs> like, does it matter almost because uh, they haven't like you know haven't made a fundamental change yet? Like the Chargers haven't made theirs yet either. So like, do you? what do you get in this game from the Chargers? Like, not even from an effort standpoint, but just, like, when you're at the end of something like this, where the coach is obviously not coming, and everyone knows it, that he's not coming back. Like, what do you get? And it's east and stick for Herbert. So I I was not totally surprised that this market ended up kind of settling on Raiders minus three. Like, very basic principles, right? You have, like, you know, two teams involved who are not particularly good, two quarterbacks who are absolutely brutal, and Vegas has a reasonable home field advantage, and Vegas's team rating is probably a little better with Easton Stick at quarterback for the Chargers. So, like, yeah, two and a half, three, like, it opened two and a half and got bet to three. Like, I think that all makes sense to me. That doesn't, I'm not, like, dying to bet something for that reason. Um, the total, I guess, is interesting, too, just because, like, what is a reasonable expectation for the Chargers offense with Easton Stick? Like, is this, is this Tim Boyle? Like, is it this or is it something different? Like, this is these are very tough things to unpack. Like, it, as I said, there's like a lot of guesswork based into trying to figure out how to bet this game. And, and just like a couple injury notes here that could impact the way we feel about this game. Certainly, if you're going to bet the total of the game. So we kind of await to see, is Josh Jacobs going to be good to go for this game? You know, the last right. we saw of Jacobs on the field yesterday was literally like limping off the field. Um this is a Raiders team right now, season circling the drain. Like, not even in a terrible way. Like, they fired the coach already, right? It was never, like, expected that they were really going to go to the playoffs. But now it's, like, if Jacobs is not 100%, like, you're going to put him out there on a short week. If I had to guess, I, I think he probably won't play. That can change, obviously. And if he does play, is he 100%? And for the Chargers, are you getting Josh Palmer back for this game? You know, there were some there was some thought that maybe he would be back for yesterday's game. They they opened up the 21-day practice window for him. And it's sad that we're having this conversation where Josh Palmer actually matters for a team's offense in the year of our Lord 2023. But, like, he, he really does. He really does. Also worth noting on the Chargers side, Eckler yesterday looked the best he has in a while. Averaged over five yards per carry. Not a ton of work in the run game, but like looked as good as he has in, in quite some time. And that's the best game of Quentin Johnston's career. And and look, he's been a first-round bust thus far, no question about it. Got open for a huge gain from Easton Stick. So maybe like this Chargers offense will actually be able to give you something here. The other thought is, and I don't know if this is going to happen or not. Vic DeFore, who's a longtime like Raiders beat reporter for some of the papers out in the Bay Area, now he covers the Raiders for the Athletic. Um, like wrote last night, 
He thinks the Raiders should shut Max Crosby down for the rest of the season. Like, Crosby had a couple sacks yesterday, but he, he he's hurt. Season's over. Like, what sense does this make now on a short week for him to play? Now, Crosby could literally, like, Antonio Pierce could tell him, hey, we're going to sit you down for the game. And Crosby, like, grabs him by the throat like, and goes, no, like, the you hell won't. you are. Like, no, you right, won't. Yeah. He's like, yes, Mr. Crosby, sir. Like, yes, you can play. So, look, I'm not insinuating, like, the opinion of one person, like, is going to dictate what the Raiders do. But I, I, my, my thought is he probably is not just, like, coming up with that and putting it out there without some hearing something about that from the team. So just, like, a couple injury-related things that could impact the way that we view this game. Um, my thought right now, Ken is I think I'd only bet the Chargers. I think I'd only take three with sure. the Chargers. I haven't done anything yet. I think I would only bet the Bolts in this game. I think uh, it, it does end up qualifying for like one of my kind of like rules of, uh, you know, late season NFL handicapping. Some of those basic rules you could imagine, I guess. I don't know if there's any a whole lot of genius stuff going on here, but just, you know, the concept that, look, late in the season when two terrible teams are playing that have nothing to play for and one is favored by a field goal or more over the other like it's generally to me usually a pretty good idea to and not even take the points in all the games but like look at the dog in most of those games because is there really a big difference between two dead teams basically and i think that's kind of how you're thinking about the game too Hour one done, hour two for you coming up on the other side. And in hour number two, more handicap of week 15 in the NFL. How about Jake Browning and the Bengals against whoever it is and the Minnesota Vikings?